0: Welcome to the Career Cast podcast, where each week we bring you industry tested resources and strategies to help you find your professional purpose and to build an evolving career. Every Friday on this show, high performing professionals, artists, entrepreneurs, and more will answer your questions on how to build yourself, gain skills, and create career pivoting experiences. It's a huge joy and honor for me to welcome you to the 10th episode of the Career Cast. It's a small landmark for both me and Srivats and we want to thank all of you for joining us on this journey and giving us your attention and watching us for, you know, go from zero to 10. So far, we've dived into many alternative career options. We've tried to bring out insights from the industry on the skills, talents, networks, and other technical uh, requirements that you need to either make a switch or start that career or you know dive into it. Today, however, we want to look at something that is beyond technical, you know, a career option that involves not just technique, but there's a lot more emotional and psychological facets to it. We are talking about counseling psychology. Counseling psychology has become a fast growing and a very popular career choice for many young Indians. And it comes at a very important and opportune moment in the decade, given the rise of mental health crisis that we are seeing. According to the World Health Organization, India is likely to suffer an economic loss of a staggering 1.3 trillion U.S. dollars between 2012 and 2030 because of mental health crisis. When you factor in these staggering rates of suicide and self-harm and, you know, just deviancy on a lot of levels, I think it's pretty clear that we need competent, professional and proactive counsellors. So there's definitely a space of growth over there for a lot of psychology aspirants and enthusiasts and you know people who love uh, solving the uh, human condition and in a lot of different ways. So yeah, definitely it's fun, but though psychology may sound like a fun degree to do, in reality, it poses many uh, complex and challenging scenarios if you're pursuing it in India. That's why we decided to sit down with Ananya Anurupa, Ananya is a practicing counselor who has been working to address mental health issues and crises, and also has been educating a lot of people and clients uh, throughout her body of work. So Ananya, it's a huge honor for us to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for coming. We are also joined by Shrivats Lakshman, the co-producer of the show. Thank you so much, Srivi, for joining.
1: It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. So I'd like to dive straight in. Needless to say... Psychology, like other courses, aren't for everyone. So can you start off by telling us what particular skills and talents one needs to be proficient in this kind of a career?
2: Um, Okay, let me start by saying um, that psychology itself is a big field of study. And not necessarily everyone who's studying psychology ends up doing something related to counseling or even theoretical psychology. You can do many other things if you study psychology such as uh, get into management studies, get into HR, um, maybe do anything else that is related to the understanding of human behavior, maybe something related to arts, journalism like you did. So a lot of other things can also sort of happen but specifically Mm -hmm. for counseling psychology, um, I think to be a counselor or a clinical psychologist or a mental health practitioner you need to essentially be in love with healing yourself and the journey that it is to heal yourself because like everybody else's journey to healing it is non-linear it is difficult on most days and Mm -hmm. amazing on others and to maintain the equilibrium through those lows and highs is essential to being a therapist because we get to go on journeys that are intimate and deep within our souls, if you must, (laughs) Mm -hmm, of many people that we come across. And we form a relationship with clients that are extremely intimate, but also professional, which is a very thin line to sort of tread on, right? Mm -hmm. Because either we are professional with people or we are intimate with people. To be both intimate and professional, you need to really be very self aware you know you need to be you need to be able to regulate yourself your emotions to empathize but not to take on you know to to be able to do something like that one has to be really aware of themselves and not just you know a general sort of awareness but have a very deep sense of awareness that is an awareness from moment to moment, you know, you're aware of how you are feeling and experiencing each moment, only then you can do something like this. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, every other skill like being a good listener or even empathizing or being a good communicator or learning whatever other skills that you technically need to be a therapist is just a skill and like any other skill it can be learned you might be naturally good at some of them but you can learn most of them so if you are passionate about healing yourself if you're passionate Mm -hmm. about being part of the journey to heal others as you go on your journey if you're excited by self-growth I think it's something you should definitely try.
1: Right that's extremely beautifully put because I think this is one of those areas (laughs) that a lot of people think, okay, I just study this particular course, I, I get the degree. But the fact is, you you need yeah. to have these certain skill sets. That is, yeah. it's it's not something you can learn, right? But it's the traits that you need to be born with, and. Uh, oh,
2: no, no, I I disagree. I think you don't need to be born with it. You can learn it. Uh, I think this sense of um, you know uh, pressure that we put on ourselves to be to be born with certain talents is it's crippling and it's unnecessary we can learn anything that we want to and that is a mindset we need to kind of adopt also you know it's not the rigidity that we need to adhere to just because I have not done it till today Mm -hmm. I can't do it or you know because who are you today is not the same person you were yesterday or like a week ago or a year ago so you're clearly changing and to kind of be rigidly attached to one image of you might not be the best thing to do but What I meant was that all of these things can be learned. But what can't be learned is your is your aspiration, is your inspiration to grow, to know, to seek knowledge of yourself, seek knowledge of this universe, and really just expand yourself. If you want to do that, then you can Mm -hmm. choose this or anything else you want to.
1: Right. Okay. That's nicely said. Um, so how did you kind of identify this is the career you wanted to go down? Was it a decision that you made in college or was it a decision you took before you applied to Christ University?
2: Oh, yeah, it's a very funny story. And <laughs> I, I, I knew I wanted to study psychology when I was in eighth grade. And by by the time I was in 10th grade, I was certain that I wanted to work in therapeutic settings. Like I wanted to work as a therapist or a counsellor. I didn't know the exact designations or exact roles at that point, but I had a vague idea of what I wanted to do. And it's strange how I did arrive at that and and it's always humbling and <laughs> surprising to, to realize that I actually am doing something that I dreamt of doing as a child mm-hmm. um, but yeah so I, I I guess I realize it because I as a kid I don't know how but I decided to make a list of things that I'm good at and things that I like doing mm-hmm. and I realized that uh, working with people understanding myself and the world uh, more deeply and learning about Human experience is something that always excited me, and this seemed to be like the field. It right. seemed to be the field that most excited me <laughs> about these things, I guess. And then, then I decided to continue my journey with it. And um, yeah, I think it was fairly easy for me because everything just flew in. Everything just happened to align itself, and things worked mm-hmm. out. Um, I think one step at a time is something that really helped. I wasn't thinking about too far. I was just enjoying the process of discovering this field. And I just never got bored of doing that. So here I am. (laughs) Can you
0: just take us uh, through your journey when you decided in 10th grade that you wanted to definitely pursue a career in psychology?
2: For sure. So, um, okay, so I started studying psychology when I was in 11th grade, which is after 10th board in And then I got the opportunity to study at Christ University. So I studied psychology, sociology, and English literature there. And after that, I went to the University of Madras to study counseling psychology. And that's pretty much it. While I was in these two institutes, I got to do a couple of internships that helped me understand where I was flourishing and what was the area that I would like to explore more and what are the possible fields I could choose to work with, what what were the possible populations I could possibly work with, all of that. Um, I also got, got many opportunities to be part of workshops and seminars we're talking about approaches and therapeutic models that were excited for me to learn about and that that helped me as well. But um yeah after that I was again I think I'm very grateful that things worked out. Um I found an organization that was working towards making therapy affordable and accessible to people during the pandemic and I started working with them. Um, a couple of months after my master's got over. And in a couple of months, I also joined another organization that works towards making corporate more therapy friendly and providing um, opportunities to to people in the corporate sector to take out some time to live within and reflect and take help if needed. So that's, that's pretty much my journey in terms of my
0: education, my career in therapy. Right, so speaking of jobs, you currently are balancing between the two then, right? So how do you do that? And most importantly, what is it like being a (laughs) counsellor?
2: Okay, so maybe I'm a bit unconventional, so this is not the (laughs) standard description of what is the lifestyle of a therapist, I guess, because... um, as of now, I am working with two organizations. I have my personal clients that I take in. And I also am volunteering at a farm where I'm trying to understand how can I live better, more, more in sync with nature, more in harmony with nature, where I can unlearn the conditioning of lifestyle that I've learned as someone who grew up in the city and was not very conscious of my own action towards environment and how many steps of consequences I was laying down by each choice that I was making, unaware of what it was or what it meant to be doing that. And I'm trying to do that here also learn how to farm, how to be sufficient in um, food consumption, and how to learn to build eco friendly housings so that we, again, more in sync with nature, we understand the structure of housings better. We create houses that produce less stress. We essentially learn each element of our existence to make a life that we want to build for our own selves. And that's essentially what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find out what is my true way of living um, and how can I created what world skills I need to learn to be able to do that So uh, that's primarily what I'm doing along with that I'm also working as a therapist so that's the other side of the story I guess you know that's the professional part of my life Um, I have no network in this forest that I'm living but I I'm thankful to technology for Wi-Fi. So I've been using Wi-Fi to take my sessions online with my clients. Um, I work about five hours a day um, working with different organizations and practicing privately. Um, and I work for about four or five hours at the farm, um, you know, learning farming, learning housing, and doing every other thing. And it needs to be done as part of the community, um, and it's been wonderful. But it's also enriching to be riding on two boats and to be taking journeys that almost feel like they are from another world. And it's a very interesting time. It is. It's interesting because I absolutely believe that career, uh, profession, is only a part of our lives, and it's not our entire life. And to have all these different parts of my life, uh, playing out in a more balanced sense makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting and fascinating, um, you know, that take on on the career just being a part of your life and not the entirety of it. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a major factor that all of us in our current generation grapple with and that is finances so I wanted to ask at the end of the day you know this is your career so how do you make it sustainable how sustainable uh, you know is it uh, to practice counseling and especially in in India uh, you know where people see it as something that is a taboo subject when it comes to you know seeking therapeutic help from Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. how do you make it sustainable and where are you in that in that journey of sustainability?
2: Right. Absolutely. It's it's also, it's something that's, pra- that's important to kind of focus on from practical sense. And uh, like I think there are two sides to it. Um, how can somebody do it? And how am I doing it? Not necessarily both of them are the same. So I'll give two answers for these two different questions. <laughs> so sure, I, sure. I'm 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 pretty sure like if somebody wants to pursue a career in this and they want to f- work full time um, and they want to kind of dedicate more more of their time into this, this is definitely a very very sustainable career. Uh, it is definitely also a taboo subject, but it some some barriers are coming down as as whatever you know, little experience I have in this field, I've seen how people are coming out and they're opening up to therapy. Um, Maybe it was a pandemic, maybe it was just a general um, rise in awareness, maybe it was all all the things, all the factors clubbed together um, that led to this, but I feel like people are definitely becoming more accepting of it. Organizations are becoming more accepting of it. Therefore, providing their employees with more um, accessibility to therapy and things like that. So um, people can definitely work with different organizations of their own interests and um, pursue this career. And along with it, they can also decide to maybe teach or do something else. A lot of people these days have diversification in their career. and It's not just something that, we as therapists need to do, but I think it's just something that people in general like to do these days where they're trying to find multiple careers. And it's always interesting and enriching to kind of have that. So you you, you don't have the monotony of a certain career and you're constantly challenging yourself with different things. Um, that's something I would say in general, how I do it is slightly different because I'm... Um, like I said, I'm trying to create a life that I truly want. And as of right now, again, because I'm volunteering at a farm, mm-hmm. I get my stay and food taken care of. So I practically have no expenses for a month. So whatever I earn, it goes directly into my saving. Maybe I and I'm I live in a forest. <laughs> we can't really buy much, you know. <laughs> like how much can we really spend in an entire month? Maybe like a thousand bucks. Maybe two. I don't know. That seems yeah, I think that that seems fair, but yeah, yeah, yeah. hunter-gatherer a...
0: lifestyle doesn't require
2: much. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So when you have a lifestyle like that, where you're literally in nature, we pluck food from our garden and eat, and you know, make teas and just pluck fruit whenever we want from wherever and eat. And we have literally munchies everywhere all the time. So it's nice, and we dry things up, make our own uh, food. It's very interesting. So I don't really need that much money. So. Um, I've been able to travel, save money, live, learn, all of that. Um, So it's been quite sustainable for me, um, which is why I get to work kind of part-time and also dedicate more time doing these things that I also absolutely love.
1: Wow, and uh, I think I am a bit jealous. That does sound very
2: exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But... And it is dangerous, also. I mean, we have wildlife coming into the forest all the time, and yeah. it is risky of course to live here. <laughs>
1: right,
0: but makes you think. feel alive at the end, doesn't it? Uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can be friends with them uh, if you know how to do that. And I mean, we just had a snake visit us a couple of hours before this podcast, <laughs> and I mean, wow. it was pretty fun. <laughs> we had, uh, we took them around and just left them wherever. Right. they could not find us back again for a bit <laughs> so yeah interesting definitely
1: yeah exciting um so i mean, i think we're just going to ask you two final questions the first one is sure. uh, related to happiness which is a key part of our podcast here because we're just trying to find out you know how people can can make peace and be happy with what they're doing professionally and uh, as a counselor i'm mm-hmm. sure that's something you talk a lot about with your clients So we're just going to turn the tables for a minute and, uh, you know, ask you, are you happy with what you're doing? And if not, how do you make peace uh, with, you know, this kind of lifestyle and the kind of career that you've chosen for yourself?
2: I feel like the most important way to be happy and at peace is to not have the expectation that you'll always be happy or you will always be peaceful, because that's, a faulty expectation to have. You are going through both through stresses and sadnesses, and like you know, you'll some days be low, you might not be at your best every day. And that is how it's supposed to be. That is the normal way of living. So if when we realize that, I think it's very easy to be happy with whatever, if not happy, grateful. Uh, for wherever you are and whatever kind of days you're going through you know like there are days when I end a session or end a day feeling extremely rewarded and there are days when I feel extremely drained. but does that change how I feel about the profession not really because that's that's how it is you know you can't really expect every day to be a high point point. Mm-hmm. Um, and happiness For me, it doesn't depend on my career. I feel like that's just something I have to do because I can't help it. I just have to do that. And that's Mm -hmm. my work. And I absolutely love doing it. Um, I don't think I would want it otherwise. My happiness is more drawn from um, being here where I am in nature and learning, growing, evolving and being all right with days that are not that great. That's that's what is important for
1: me, I guess. Wow. Well, okay. That, that is a very unique take, certainly. Not one we've heard before. And I'm sure that's very valuable <laughs> to a lot of people listening in on the show. Um, so thank you for mm-hmm. that. And I think the final question <laughs> is uh, related to your own personal experience. So you might not have been, you know, someone who's been practicing for a very long time but i'm sure that mm-hmm. there's quite a bit you've learned on your you know on your brief journey so far so if anyone out mm-hmm. there listening wants to pursue counseling and psychology as a career uh, what kind of advice or life lessons uh, would you like to tell them
2: just one to know yourself you know just know yourself find out who you are and recognize how you're constantly changing and as we know ourselves we begin to know everything else in the world and we realize that we are all the same and once that comes it just makes everything easy you know so if you are in love with discovering yourself discovering even the ugly part you know because we all have too many of those and being okay with it and enjoying the, the journey of healing that is not a very enjoyable experience. <laughs> but if you can enjoy it, you will love it at some point. You'll be grateful for it, even the bad parts, the you know, ugly days. Um, and if you can be grateful, life gets way easier. I think gratitude is one thing that I would, like to remind everyone of and if we can all just be grateful for whatever, whatever we can be grateful for, that would be great. (laughs) That's about it.
0: Well, That was definitely insightful Ananya. It's been, uh, you know, I think these are some of the most unique perspectives we've heard on how you (laughs) dissociate career and happiness and, you know, how do you make sure that there's a balance which is healthier. And uh, thank you so much for, you know, bringing such such priceless wisdom to us and our listeners. And, uh, you know, it's been very refreshing talking to you. You definitely have your Maslow's needs uh, hierarchy of needs really taken care of. So that's really good.
2: <laughs> and
0: very encouraging uh, for a lot of people. Srivats, what do you think?
1: I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to process everything that Ananya said. So it's going <laughs> to take me a while to have an yeah, <laughs> But I think clearly yes. uh, whether you've studied Maslow's hierarchy or not, I think Kanini uh, is clearly at a much more refined <laughs> level than we are right now. So <laughs> there oh, is that.
0: Definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's you really guys are
2: job. really kind guys. Like I, I don't I don't think that's it's it's too sweet. I can't even take it. But yeah, I, I'm really glad that I could um, make you guys feel like that i was i was worried that i would say really abstract big things that wouldn't probably make sense uh but i'm glad it did or maybe it didn't and you can always like call me back and ask me more (laughs) yeah we we, we
0: would definitely have uh, you know love to have you again on the show uh, in, in future you know your other wildlife escapades we would love to definitely ask about that how do you tame bears and stuff like that but that's for later but thank you so much Ananya it's, it's been wonderful and enlightening to have you on the show and uh, yeah we're grateful um, for your patience and kindness thank you so much
2: thank you so much Shiva and Raj for having me I had so much fun and I hope you all the best for this beautiful thing we have began Hope it grows and spreads the word. (laughs) Yes, we hope so too. (laughs) Thank you so much.